Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. All right, hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And I have a, a little bit of a cold, so I apologize for sounding funny. I've just been... Oh, you always sound funny. Oh, excuses, excuses. Good one. Good one, Mom. You're a funny girl. <laughs> funny girl. I've just been sick, like, I don't know, <laughs> ever since I've had the baby. I don't, nothing's ever well, been Well, you haven't been sick, but... Yeah, you traded off. You traded off illnesses with your family. You know, I have. I got that advice one time. Don't have a baby like in the fall or winter. Oh yeah, like have one in the spring. You know, because, I had one in the fall. Yeah, was I sick? You were were you sick? You got mastitis with me. I did get mastitis <gasps> with you. It's the curse of the fall baby. Right away, though. Yeah. Right away. I had it like when you were two or three weeks old. Well, um, um, but I didn't stay sick. I don't. I don't have that anymore. <laughs> anyway, gosh. Yeah, I, you know, you all have, you have, I know you all out there have that Facebook friend who's always like whining, talking about when they're sick. And <laughs> yeah. it's like every week, and you're like, there's something wrong with you. You know, if I listed every time I had been sick in this past like five months, <laughs> I would have been that Facebook friend. That's right. That's but right. I didn't. <laughs> you know, when I had Lindsay, I brought her home in the neighborhood kit because it was like April, right? Yeah. The end of April. So it was nice out. And, you know, all the neighborhood kids came over and the, the little, twins from next door came over and held her and their mother called me the next day and said the twins have chicken pox oh gosh and at that time there wasn't a chicken pox vaccine, vaccine right yeah. you know um and i was like you gotta be kidding me you know i've got a three-year-old and an infant and now i'm gonna there's gonna be chicken, chicken pox. but here i called the pediatrician and um because I had had chicken box and, you know, the colostrum thing and all this. And I, yeah. yeah. They said if she gets them, it will probably be a very, very mild case. Well, she didn't get them until like six years later. Yeah. So, and, you know, you that's know, all. So who you know, knows? Who, and, and, and who knows? But when I called the mother of the twins and told her that, she was much relieved. Oh, God. I'm sure she felt. I'm sure she <laughs> yeah, felt terrible. Yeah. Because yeah, yes. both of these twins are like. Passing the baby back and forth, right? You know, like right. They, they weren't very old. They were like four, you know. We were no, I'm old. sure. I'm yeah. sure she did feel feel very <laughs> scared. Yes, about that. Um, but yeah, when when I got when I got mastitis, I thought I'm I'm pretty sure you're supposed to nurse through this. And I thought, oh no, you can like get really sick, like and you like you can't take your baby somewhere else, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like, I was supposed to have family watch him that right. day, actually. And then I was like, I don't think I can. I think I was supposed to keep him. Anyway. 
Oh, well. All right. Well, speaking of hey, speaking of things that can bother you or hurt you or, you or whatever, today's episode and is, make you not really healthy. <laughs> have you ever gotten sick from sewing? Um, I did strain my IT band. If anybody That's wants to great, know what that is, well, let's just say today's episode is about safety in the sewing room, right. and this is a repetitive motion, repet- right? Repetitive motion, like you Injury. would have like tennis elbow or you know what do they call the. Um, Carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel for so keyboard happened, or something. So what happened with your IT Well, I, w- I was sewing costumes and making like 40 costumes in one weekend. And this is not an exaggeration, Mallory will tell you. I used to do that. Like, I could make maybe hundreds of garments in like three days. We got somebody who was like, um, excuse me, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, like, well, well, there's a formula. Uh, Work your butt off, don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, and, and, and you, you, you create techniques. And you use your knee lift. That's right. Because the knee lift will save you 30% of the time in sewing. So anyway, my legs started hurting me. And I realized (laughs) that, you know, I was pushing on this knee lift over and over with my, the side of, it's not really, you don't really use your knee, you use the side of your thigh. And it's where your IT band is, which Uh is a um, tendon. tendon. Okay. And I like bruised it. (laughs) Like I overused it. And I had to stop and make a pad to go on. So is that around like a paper towel roll? I don't know what, what that's around. That? I don't remember, but it's around a tube, isn't it? And I just slid it on yeah, there. Yeah, so it's like this padded tube that goes on her knee lift. Well, in, in, in with commercial or industrial machines, they they all they too have a knee lift like that. Right. Okay, that's where that came from, so that people would be hands free to sew in factories, and you know mm-hmm. they could uh, lift their presser foot. And they have like a disc that is mounted on theirs that is padded, which is a really good idea because that bar, you know, loud. It, it distri- it's not going to hurt most people but because they're going to distribute the right. It distributes the pressure across the disc your leg, does, yeah. right? Where I'm like hitting that bar over and over and over again. So <laughs> that has something to do with safety or well-being in the sewing room, you right? You know, I did get tennis elbow from knitting. Yeah, you can uh, do that. And we had a customer. I said, "Oh my gosh, my my elbow hurts so bad." You right. know, da da. And she brought me, you know, yeah, the, the that thingy, little band, whatever. Yeah. And it's got it's the little band. air pocket. Right. Uh, so it puts pressure on the tendon or something. Yes. Oh God. No, it's it really I mean, works. Yes. Yes. I was in so much pain. I got that from weightlifting one time, and yeah, you, that yeah, little I pressure was, band worked. Well, helps. of course, I wanted to finish my project. Right. You know, so you know, those are some things you have to think about when sewing. Any, you think about them in anything, but is you know the repetitive task, and then also the sedentary thing, where if you're sitting at the sewing machine or sitting with your head over and down, yeah. you know. And when I used to make those hundreds of costumes at a time like that, uh-huh. sometimes I would set an alarm for every 20 minutes, and I would just stand up well, and now, move around. Well, now that's even easier to do with our phones. Well, and on some sewing machines, you can set an alarm. Yes. Yeah, so so setting an alarm to get right. up, it's not just about, like, you know, some people talk about sitting being bad for your health in terms of, like, weight gain and stuff. It's also just about your, like, your it's circulation and your, moving, moving things. You neck. know, your joints, your synovial fluid, just like in a car engine, the synovial fluid on your joints will, like, fall with gravity. Right. And they're no longer lubricating. And your neck being yes. forward like that hurts after a while. Yes. And then it can hurt for a really long time yes. and, and not want to be better. Having a having a good chair and this can mean and lots of different things. Right. Okay. Everybody has 
a different idea of what a good chair is, and that's fine. And we have this chair in here that you love to sit in. And I'm I... sitting in it. Is that the one that was made for me? No. No. You have this other chair oh, in here that I hate. The little blue one yes. that I recovered. It yes. pushes on my back. Yeah. And I know that that's supposed to be like good for you in some ways, but it's right. not. I'm too big for it or something. Uh-huh. just freaking hate that chair. Um, so anyway, <laughs> but some people will sew on a stool. They're okay with something without a back. Right. Some people, da-da-da-da-da, all this stuff. So uh, not being sedentary, you know, too and much Another way good. I was not sedentary, if I was not at the machine, my work table is you know counter height you stand at it and i i stand i would stand to sew i'd stand to read i i i stood most of the rest of the time and that was comfortable for me yeah and not of course not everyone can do that of no. course there are people who need to sit but if you can have a table height thing and like a stool right you can encourage the standing just because sewing is obviously the way right. we do it at machines a lot of the time is done while sitting i think another thing is hydration yes and get hydration a drink when you get up. And, right and hydration goes you know, your body needs to be hydrated. We're mostly water anyway. Um, but, you know, it has to do with keeping the muscles going and all that. And I know women that have gotten UTIs from sewing. Yeah, because they Because didn't they didn't drink. They got dehydrated. And, you know, I think you can drink anything you want. You know, there's uh, there's also the dilemma, you know, is coffee water, is, is yeah. soda water? Or, I drink both. You know, if you have coffee, ha- have a water bottle, too. Have a bar in your sewing room. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Have a bartender. It's like, like no. Mad Men. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's what I said. I'm, I'm watching Mad Men, and they are drinking constantly. Every time they the have show. a meeting, they have a bar. But, yeah, they're yeah. like, hey, where are the refreshments, you know? So uh, that's, I, that's what I said that we should have is, like, a bar in the sewing room. Right. But, um, well, we all have vodka in our sewing I've room. I've also right. seen people at longer classes get sort of, like, cloudy-headed. yes. And low blood sugars. Low blood sugar, even even just water, right. even just being dehydrated can make you cloudy headed. We don't want to do that while we're sewing. We don't want to make bad decisions. Um, we don't want to cut incorrectly. And a lot of people in the group, this will come up every once in a while, they'll say, what kind of snacks do you keep in the sewing room? Right. And we don't keep really. We don't keep food in, we in don't the keep food studio. In our studio. For a couple reasons. But I will say, I have, that's really the only way I can forget to eat. <laughs> okay, I like to eat, and I can get prevented from eating by tasks. But I mean, like truly forget, like get in the flow state, right. and it's like, oh my gosh, it's been like six hours since I've eaten. It's a long time for me. Uh, you know, is is with sewing, right? And and that's not always good for you. You know, sometimes it can work in your schedule, but you do need to take a break. Right. So taking taking breaks, taking breaks is important for all of those things, right? Um, okay, I just want to bring this up. This is a real short one that I don't think we'll get uh, off on a tangent on. But speaking of leaning forward, like leaning your head forward and stuff, if you have long hair, Mm -hmm. you need to keep it back away from that take-up lever Mm -hmm. on your sewing machine. So do you know why older sewing machines, the take-up lever is exposed? Yes. And on newer machines, you will notice it is not because... There was a agency created called OSHA. Yeah. And so the take-up levers can no longer, on home machines, be exposed like they used to be. And we have a machine where it's like, it's like half exposed. It's well, not like, just the edge comes out yeah, or something. Just, yeah. And, okay, my hair got caught in that right, one. It can. It really yeah. can. Now, I mean, that if you think about where my hair was, it's almost a little unreasonable. You know, it should have been right. back. But keep keep your hair back. 
I can remember being hit with a take up lover in my glasses, like when I was younger. You'd looking real close, yeah, at yeah, it. Get, get, yeah, looking real close down at something like you really were doing, you know, some uh-huh. detailed work, and the take up lover hitting your glasses, and you're well, going, "Whoa!" Okay, and if you have really long hair, right? Or clothing. Let's talk about loose, loose clothing. clothing. I've got that on my list. I don't know if Cinda listens. She's in the group. Right. She was my professor, but she talked about how she bought this beautiful scarf at this thrift store. And it was, I don't know, I can't remember if it was made of some precious material or if it was just really, right. you know, her favorite or whatever. But she's showing people how to use a rotary cutter. And she cut her scarf. And she cut her scarf. Well, and, and you can also it. sew your scarf. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yes. You know, there's so many things that loose clothing can, you know, and especially around all this fabric anyway, it sort of camouflages itself. So maybe, you know, I don't, I probably wouldn't sew in my kimono with those loose sleeves. Right. Only know. if you were doing like a quick repair and, yeah, yes. yeah you know, in yes. your jammies or something. But no, you really shouldn't, you're, you're. Clothing should not be flowing. Yeah. And you can get in more than one kind of trouble with that. Because if you start sewing your shirt, all of a sudden you're attached to your sewing machine. Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, and you've got to either figure out how to get out of the shirt or can you, un, you know, uh, seam rip yourself away from that or what? If you think that that has never happened, it has. Yes, it, it has. Does. Absolutely. Um, if you... If you just can imagine how, uh, you know, sometimes a piece of the clothing that you're sewing can get folded under there, right, you know. Right. Well, since we're, we hit, we've hit on cutting tools. Yeah, you want to go into cutting and then. Yes. Yeah. Especially rotary cutters. Yeah. Well, not especially. Any, any, any sharp tool. Rotary cutters used to not have a lock on them that locked the blade. Uh-huh. Uh, they all do now. OSHA steps in. Yeah. Or somebody uh-huh. does. Yeah. Anyway. When you lay those down and you walk away from them, if they're on your table, you they really need to be locked. And I have a story, and it was someone I worked with. I just want to say, yep. little warning, if you're squeamish about yeah. stuff, maybe. I, I won't try to be too okay. graphic, other than I, I can't remember, but her husband was looking for something in her sewing room. And she went in her sewing room, and she lifted up her ruler Yeah. Okay, off the sewing room. And it happened to flip her rotary cutter, which fell on top of her foot. And it was open. And it was, Yeah. In fact, it did not have a lock. This was an old-time cutter. So if you got him, just get rid of him. Um, and what it actually did was it severed the nerve in her foot, and she had to have surgery. Yeah. And, you know, in a cast for a long time, and they weren't, were not going to assure her that that nerve intervention, you know, was coming back. It did, and she wound up okay. But what a simple little thing. I yeah. really like that Ulfa Ergo cutter. Yeah, I like it too. Because if you forget to lock it shut. Yes, it's still guarded. It's, car- it's yeah, guarded. Yes. I really like that one. And, you know, I had somebody show me another brand where it's pressure. Yeah. It's just the pressure. Right. And they're like, see, if you roll it on your hand, it doesn't, you know. Yeah, well, drop it on your hand. Well, right. right. I thought about dropping it. I also thought. You can step on it. Yeah, I also thought about, I mean, I guess there was, was there also a way to lock it shut too? Yes, there was, I think. Okay, you know, but that still wasn't ideal for me. Right. Um, I, I did like, I, I still well, like Well, and again, one. all of those kinds of tools, when people say to me, oh, my grandchildren are in my sewing yeah. room, first of all, they wouldn't be in mine. Yeah. Okay. There's just too many things. Well, there are too, you, things you can pull down on yourself, things you can cut yourself with. When there is a kid in here who's under 10, we're with them. Our attention we is on We are absolutely them. with yes. them. Yes. And everybody, that too, when you go to your sewing store, okay? Oh. 
There's yeah. blades laying around. There's pins on the floor. When we had a store, I used to go out of my mind when people would let their children just run loose because I thought there are hazards, much less the front door that they'd stick their hand in sometime well, and almost get caught. Yeah, and you know, we would have a store, and so I can hear people being like, well, you should put those pins and seam rippers away and stuff. Well, we'd have a store where our classroom was kind of open, right? and there were students working. Well, and another thing is we could put all the things away we wanted, and sometimes customers didn't put them That's away. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The customers would have the right. things out, or the customers would be cutting or whatever you know yeah and i mean i was we never would put machines in like a precarious place either no you know uh so that no one could pull them down on themselves or whatever but you know sewing stores you're supposed to have your machines on right to show to the customers so yeah if you do bring your kid into a sewing store keep an eye on them and of course we would have kids just like well do crazy and, things to thread and, and the stuff. thing is it's Things in a sewing machine, in a sewing store, are usually pretty, so kids want to touch oh, and yeah. look. Yeah. And I have a little kid who wants to, like, go up and touch stuff, and oh, I have yeah. to tell her she can't, you know. So and I if totally you want to be it. nice to the people that own the store, if your child takes all of the thread off of a display, you might stay there and help put it back together. Yeah, you might. You might. <laughs> hey, I want to say about a rotary cutter, I just want to go back to this, that we had somebody ask a question. They were like, I'm just so afraid of the injuries that you can get with a rotary cutter. And I can understand that. They're very sharp, efficient tools. Right. Um, so if you're worried about cutting yourself, you always keep your other hand behind the rotary blade. That's right. You can use a ruler. Away from the edge of the ruler. There are gloves that they sell. Mm -hmm. I've never needed to wear a glove. I... I think I very rarely cut myself. Do you know rotary cutter. I have cut myself one time in all the years? I've been using a rotary cutter since the seventies. I mean, mom's probably used. And when I say cut, I slice sort of the side of my finger. And what happened was actually the person who got their foot yeah. screwed up came up to me and asked me a question. Yeah, and I turned as I was cutting. Yeah, you know, and I all I did was slice a little skin off the side of my finger but but you know those razor cuts bleed like crazy um you know when i cut myself on a rotary cutter when someone locked the rotary cutter open and put it in the drawer at the shop yeah that's oh a my danger gosh too. i was yeah. so angry yeah that i really you know you, you know it was, you ugh. just well and you gotta look you just can't grab it well yeah. i don't know if i could see it I yeah was like, oh looking, i see yeah it was in right it was not yeah. good, you know. So only work with people that are as intelligent and as cautious as you. And just to, to go back to this, you know, this woman said, I'm afraid of the injuries. And she also said, and especially to kids, don't give a little kid a rotary cutter. No, don't don't even let them don't, think about it. No, they can use shears. I know we are big rotary cutter advocates, of course. But there, you know, yes, there is an age. There's probably yeah, the an The other age thing maturity. about cutting scissors or, or rotary cutters or anything is when it comes to electrical cords. Be careful that you're not cutting around an electrical cord. You can cut through those, too, and that can cause a real big problem. Okay, so let's pause there. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk more about electricity. Okay. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mom. I heard you were easy. Oh, no! How what does that mean? No, it means what, what you... I think what you really heard was, well, Mallory... Your easy tea looks so good on you. Oh, yes. that, I, you know, I should have known if that it was something about something you made. Like you said, you're getting into your golden years. Sometimes, 
you know, miss mishearing things. It happens. No, you're right? the one that mishears things. <laughs> I know this. You make lapel pins about it. Okay, so uh, I am currently wearing an Easy Tee, and I wear them all the time. Uh, the Easy Tee is a semi-fitted short sleeve T-shirt made out of a woven fabric, and you draft the Easy Tee to fit your measurements by taking the Easy Tea class. Well, how do I take this class? It's an online class that you can watch anytime on SoHere.com. To purchase the class, go to SoHere.com slash Easy Tea. That's just E-A-S-Y-T. Is this on my computer? It's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. The class is divided up into short easily consumable segments, some of which you may not ever need to watch ever again, but some of which you might want to revisit. So you have the ability to mark lessons as completed and also to star lessons so you can go back and revisit the ones that are most important to you. And I can vouch, Mallory's Easy Tea is a lot easier than Mallory is. (laughs) Once again, go to SoHere.com slash Easy Tea to begin your pattern drafting journey. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Okay, Sparky, what's your story? Sparky? Well, first of all, I, this isn't, I don't know if this would cause, like, you a bunch of harm, but you need to plug your sewing machines into a surge protector. Absolutely. Okay. Also, if you do have a machine where when you touch it, it shocks you, Yes. you need to take it back to yes. the repair. Something's, Something's going wrong. on. <laughs> your machine shouldn't, you should not feel a <laughs> when you touch yeah, your you machine. You shouldn't get, like, a, a high. I mean, we're not talking know. about, like, a friction shock, like, if you no. walked on the carpet. But there, there's truly electrical current going through. Now, it's very low voltage. Yes. But let's not mess with it, yeah, right? Yeah, so if, right. You're, if your machine is shocking you for some reason, right. you need to take it back, okay? Uh, so plugged into a surge protector, we've seen some uh, – when something electrical goes wrong with a machine, it can just be such a – well, right, yeah, and, and expensive, and you have to start replacing boards. Sometimes and... you don't know what's wrong. Right. You know, sometimes it can be really simple, right. you know, and, and sometimes not. So power strips. Also, pay attention to the circuits in your sewing room, right? So right. So we have an iron. Sewing machines don't draw a lot of power. No. Even a really strong sewing machine. No. They don't draw a lot of power, but irons do. And they have an alternating current, and they will throw your circuit or your fuse or whatever you Which might actually have. is not an unsafe Which thing. Which is good. You but, want it yeah, to, right. it's that's, going that's to do good. that. But if you are running, like, a space heater in your sewing room or something like that. Or two irons. 
or two times. irons or what a well i guess that's i'm trying to think of anything else that's like flipped the the breaker you a know, lot of times us. if somebody's put two, two irons, irons or we've had yeah, a pressing two, tool of some sort you need yeah. to figure out yeah you're that that's what will draw a lot of power and i guess just inside we do have a space heater in here if you have a bunch of fabric in your sewing room yeah you know don't don't make it a fire well, hazard you <laughs> never leave a space heater Yes. Okay, on while you are out of the area. And the other thing is you want a space heater that if it's tipped, it turns off. Okay, you also, if you are looking for new iron, see if there's one that sparks your fancy that has an auto shutoff. Mm -hmm. Because I like an auto shutoff that's like 20 to 30 minutes. Right. How long it is makes a big difference. I don't like a 10-minute shutoff. But... Boy, if you leave the house and you think that you left your iron on, you shouldn't right. really have to worry about it. Right. Because it's going to turn I off. I also know some people that, you know, have their iron on a surge protector. They have, or, yeah. They, they, so when they leave their studio or their sewing area, they just turn off all they their just surge. Yeah. Flip that switch. Right. And then That's they know everything is off. That's right. a really good idea. Right. They know everything's off. Cords, cords with the iron as well. It, absolutely. And with children. The you iron, should really have like a cord guide. Yeah. The iron is up on the ironing board. Never have a child near an iron any place, anywhere. Right. So another another thing, heavy stuff up high. And I guess we are really lucky, Mom, that we've got this place where we can close the door. Right. Well, I think the other thing when we talk about children is animals. Oh, yeah. And people talk about, oh, they're cats, this. Okay. I know. I've had cats and dogs in my studio always. Oh, yeah. Right? Um and we have a story about me sewing a cat's paw. Yes, and I think that but, you've told that. Have we told that? I think we did tell it once. I, we can tell it again. I hope we didn't already do this episode. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but um, a cat can knock an iron over. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's nice if the iron turns over. It has an automatic turnoff for that, too. Right. That's another thing. But um, the other thing is animals can eat or chew things in your studio that will hurt them. That's right. Especially like threads. Yeah. Not, like nylon threads are a big thing. Pins. Things like that that intestinally will hurt them. And you know, I've never had uh, an animal that was trying to eat my sewing supplies. And, um, but we, we someone told us at the store and someone told us in the group about like, just a dog, like, ripping into a sewing yeah. kit. Like, yeah. pins, everything. Well, we used to get machines know? all the time where they chew the cords. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even hamsters apparently can chew your cord. So, well, I Guinea think pigs, whatever. Hamsters especially. Right. Like, so somebody did... lost their guinea pig, and then they found it, and their sewing machine didn't work at the same yeah. time, and it, it, it eaten through the cord. What else do those things have to do? They just yeah. chew through cords. Yeah. Um, no, bunnies will chew through cords. Right. Um, so if you, if you know your animal... And you know they're safe in the sewing room. Like, I believe that that can exist. Yeah, well, I don't have my animals in my sewing room unless I'm there. Yes, yes. Just like kids, I kind of treat them the same way. Yeah, yeah. But I know that, like, you know, my cat has never tried to eat a such and such, and she's however many, you know, years old. Right. Okay, yes. But while you're in there, that's a really really good. uh, Uh, Also, if you lock them in your sewing room, they can poop on stuff. Yes. And 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 it's not their fault if they can't get out. No. Right. Okay, this is something that's really relevant for us let's talk about flooring a little bit we have like laminate flooring in our studio so it's slick very slick and if we drop a piece of like tool 
or sheer fabric. Or don't, just don't sweep up and or have a lot of lint and thread on the floor. It becomes an ice skating rink. It's a skating rink. rink. It is like slick, slick, slick. And I love it that it's slick because it's easy to clean. It sweeps up, right? right? Like, you know, wonderfully. That's why we like it. Yes, yes. But especially, I just remember... I don't know what, if you were making a veil or da-da-da. anything. No, and it doesn't slick, have to slick, be a slick. big piece. No, no, just but, enough to get under your foot. Yeah, your foot goes on that. Well, and we always had, people used to say when we had our store, oh, why don't you put laminate in, you know, when we were replacing the floor? And I'd say, no, these people will be down on their butts. And we always had carpet. It was harder to clean. You had to bend down and pick up all the pins, and, you know, and the thread stuck to it. And it was harder, but I felt it was safer. Safer in a store for sure. So carpet, though, if you do have carpet in your studio, yeah. you do you need to pick up those pins. And, it, and it's nicer to have a low pile than a high yeah. shaggy pile. Right. It, um, so if you are getting to, like, choose your floor, you know, right. and you do choose a carpet, low pile, you do need to pick up those pins before you vacuum. You know, the other, and the other thing you can have is in your sewing area or where you're standing, you can have some sort of mat. Yeah. You know, or like this, what the, the, I forget what it's called, but, you know, they put it under a secretary's chair where you can roll. There's other things you can do on top of carpet. Yes. And then it's same same with our floor. As slick as it is, some people want, like, a foam cushion to stand on in their standing area or something like that. I always try to wear really supportive shoes when I sew, unless I'm... Unless I'm trying something on and I have on, like, my heels or the shoes I'm going to wear. You know, wear there are so many people who talk about sewing barefoot. And I remember at the shop when Joanne came in and yeah. she wanted to take off her shoe to sew. She'd take a shoe off for her pedal. And I thought, I have never thought about this. I have sewn with all sorts of shoes on yeah. and barefoot and in socks. And it just, it. I have, you know, I really don't have a preference because I've done it so many ways. Right. Uh, just because. No, I can sew any way, but. I guess the one reason I talk about shoes is, again, it's an ergonomic thing, no, and when it's you, good for your back, yes. and you can stand, and you'll last longer. When and, you're standing on a hard floor, right. well, and even when we had the shop, it was at cement well, floor with all of our Well, all of our stores basically were concrete. Yeah. You know, they had carpet over them, a little thin layer of car- carpet, but you're standing on concrete all day. Yes. Um. So be careful with with, with kids. There's a lot of things to take into consideration. Right. And let's talk about sewing over your finger. Have you ever sewn over your finger? I have only sewn my fingernail. Uh-huh. My nails were so long that the needle sort of pierced the end of my I have not done that. I Almost everybody we know has. You haven't, have you? I did. The needle went through the side of just the skin. The skin. Yeah. But here's why. Okay, I just am saying, I feel like I get a little mulligan here, Okay. I was doing free motion for the first time. Yeah. And I didn't know how to position my hands. Where to put your hands, yeah. So, you know, my hand went too far toward the needle. So you know where your needle is. Well, and and here's what I think. I think you sew through your finger when sewing becomes automatic and you become nonchalant about it. And you're not, you know, so it's really, it's almost easy. It's easy for the more experienced sewer to do it. Oh, yeah. As the new sewer. I mean, that's also, you know, the right. more experienced sewer will probably put the sleeve in the neck hole, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, you know, my hands really are not even close to the presser foot when I sew most of the time. They're very far back from it. No, but I do want to say this. Um, let's talk about embroidery a little bit. I want everyone to know where oh, that's, my God. that start-stop button is on their machine. And if you... Okay, embroidery is 
punching and that needle is going up and down as fat usually almost as fast as it can on your machine and you've got a really hard needle in there because it's punching don't try and clip the threads while it's moving that's yes so start expensive stop, and dangerous yes start stop button okay uh i would do this when whenever i was teaching an embroidery class i would model this i'd be like if there's a bad sound coming from your machine or da 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 i said i don't want to see you go like this right. and i would spring back from the machine right. and i would put my hands in the air because that's what people would do they'd be like ah i said no i want you to hear the bad thing or see the bad thing or whatever and i want your finger to go right to that start stop button i, I ask everybody where is it show me show me right because that's what you need to do because it'll just keep going and a needle will break and fly. Yes. Whatever. Um, you, and even if your machine has a, a sensor, like, oh, the thread's broken or, oh, the needle's broken, it takes a couple. Hey, stuff goes wrong. Well, yeah, and it, you know. it takes a little bit right. for it to register that. Absolutely. So you might be faster. You also need to keep that area clear where your embroidery yes. module moves. Absolutely. Especially if you got one of these big machines. Yeah. Where the module can go, like, what? I don't know, like eight inches Behind the machine and twelve inches behind the machine. Yeah, yeah. it's a long. They're, they're, they're getting bigger all the time. Yes, you can't. You can't just have your machine up against the wall. You know, well, you can. Well, but and it <laughs> really needs to be on a stable surface. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people sew on folding tables. Some are sturdier than the uh, than others, but a folding table is usually not a really unless it's specifically made for sewing. It's usually not a good deal. No, our sewing tables have like a reinforcement bar right. underneath them. Oh, I also want to say about the embroidery module. If you are in a swivel chair, like both of us are right now, and you're watching your embroidery, and then you like want to turn around and do something, do not let your swivel chair just boom right into <laughs> the arm right. of your embroidery. I've seen that happen so yep. many times because you're you're on like this side of the embroidery unit, and then you turn, and right. then boom, you're you've hit the hoop, you've hit the arm, or something like that. Absolutely. So the uh, embroidery safety <clears throat> is a big deal. Like you said, don't try to trim threads while it's embroidering. Right. If you have to hold something down while you're embroidering Ooh, it. Ooh, yeah. Careful, careful. Be very careful. Not only can... And the... don't don't get distracted. Don't let anybody... No. Don't If somebody talks to you, don't turn away and look at them. Continue to look at what you're doing and say, I'll ha hold on or I'll have to answer you in a minute or something. The needle is not the only thing that can hit you. You yes. know that screw... Uh, I mean, like, right. there are lots of things that can hit you, but the well, even the needle bar can hit you. Yeah, so the the screw though that right. keeps the needle in that's attached to the needle bar, uh -huh. you know that I've I've had that hit me. Yes, and it'll take a chunk out of you. Yeah. Really well. Um. So if you have to hold something while embroidering, please be careful. If you can, if you can, do a test sample so you can see how it's going to move first. Yeah. Because it'll go oh to the different side of the hoop where you didn't know it was going to be. Right. You know. And that's... a lot of times you can turn the speed down on those things. Oh yeah. And and that's a good idea too. That is a good idea. Um, I guess maybe we should talk about sewing over pins. Um, yeah. Or actually, sort of pins in general. I, I have a couple yeah, of I things to say Go about ahead. pins. Go ahead. Um, we'll save sewing over pins. But I used to put pins in my mouth. Yeah. Lots of people put pins in their mouth. Yeah. What I will have you know is a dealer that I knew. I mean, we both used to put pins in our mouth. And she had a pin in her mouth in her shop. And she started to laugh 
and she aspirated the pen into her lung. Oh, gosh. She wound up being okay. Yeah. She spent um, several nights in the ICU, and I believe what they did is they scoped her and got it out, but they had to go down in her lung and get this pen out. And that's, you know. And, you know, it's a fluke, but it only has to happen once. You know how you don't get pins in your lungs? Right. Don't put them in your mouth. You just don't put them in your mouth. Right. And I'm guilty of doing that occasionally. Right. Um, I really try not to. Right. It's not good for your teeth either. No, it's not good for anything. (gasps) Did you see that in the group where people are like, I bite threads? Yeah. I've never bit threads. I guess my teeth aren't that sharp. Well, I feel like I Or you got some really crappy thread because you can't bite through a good mattress. I know, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, I can't even bite through my thread all the time. No, no you no. can't. A good thread, you shouldn't even be able to bite that's, through. There's a good really. thing. Um, I do bite my nails. That's not good for your teeth either. You're right. Yeah. Oh, moisturize your hands. That's not a safety thing, but let's, okay, just throw that in there. Okay, how about sewing over pins? Yeah. And there was a bit, we had a thread not too long ago. Oh, it happens every few weeks. Right. I mean, there's constantly a thread about, well, I sew over pins and I was taught to sew. Okay. I was taught to sew over pins. Okay. I'm t- well, guys, not- mom's really old. Okay. So when you in the group, if you're like, well, I'm old. When you say <laughs> you've been sewing for 20 years, yeah. I laugh. Okay. <laughs> and here's the other thing I am not only am I 65 years old, but when I say I have sewn for like, you know, what? 58 years years. or whatever. Most of those years, I sewed every day of my life and hours. Yes. If you have logged more sewing hours than me, it's because you worked in a sweat shop. Well, yeah. People will say they've sewn 20 years and it's like, But I want to know how much you sewn. Yes. I mean, have you sewn 100 garments? Because I've done that in a weekend. Yes. So. I, I mean, all I can say is I've been there. I've put in the time. Well, I've had the okay, experience. Okay, this is like when people say, I've been dancing since I was five. Right. Okay. Well, there's ballerinas. <laughs> yeah. I've been dancing since I was five, too. No, but you've I been know dancing there's... since you were three. Okay. Okay. I know that there is a big difference between myself and professional Gloria dancers. Lou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory. 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 Lou. Uh, and so, anyway, the, yeah. Yeah. Just because you've been sewing, you've you've had a sewing machine and you you've sewn on it, you know, for twenty years, it it doesn't mean you have the experience of a lot of people that have sewn a lot and in many situations. So, well, and you know, still, it's just funny when I hear that. You know, do whatever you want, but here's right. the deal about sewing over pins: you will hit a pin. You, eventually, something will if happen. you sew enough, you will hit a pin. Yes. Um, I don't care how fine the pins are. Be like, oh, you can sew over these. Sometimes pins. they're worse because they will they will pop in two and split off and go right. in two different directions. So you can break your needle. You can break your pins. You can bend your needle. Yep. And then not know it, and and then you know the next couple stitches, all of a sudden you're hitting your throat plate with your needle. All kinds of things can happen. And I want to, I guess, to you know this. About and when safe... people say saving time, okay, you have to take them out. No, that's what I was gonna say. That is. You, why wouldn't you take them out just like right before they go under the presser foot? Okay, here's the other thing. <laughs> when people say it keeps it in place, sewing over a pin will distort your stitch, That's everybody. That's right. The pin, it distorts yeah. your stitch. Mm-mm. So I'm mm. not buying anybody's argument. No. Nope. I, I remember, a, you know, someone telling me you can sew over pins, and I did it for a few years, and then I got smarter. 
Yeah. You know, I was I was open to the idea that something bad could happen. And and then people say, I've been sewing over pins for years and nothing's happened. Right. But when it does, it can be really bad. It can be very expensive in your machine and it can hurt you. I know people who have, you know, gotten parts of pins in their eyes. Yeah. I worked in an emergency room for several years, too. Let me tell you. Mm-mm. People... Don't wear a seatbelt. I don't wear a seatbelt because it'll save my life. I saw people have little bitty fender benders and lose an eye, you know, or lose their front teeth. Who wants that? Right. If I can wear a seatbelt and keep both of my eyes for the rest of my life, I'm going to do it. it. You know, risk risk aversion. Right. Right. Okay. right. So, and there might be somebody that's sewn as long as I have, as much as I have, and they're sewing over pins and they've never hit one. I believe you. Yes. But there's still a risk. There are people that drive cars drunk and not without seatbelts, and they've never been in an accident, okay? ZD is equating sewing over pins to drunk driving. Well, I don't know what else to equate it to. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's something you can avoid. Okay, but what you said, I can wear a helmet and ride a bike or not wear a helmet and ride a bike. Right, no, what you said is totally true. It might be true that you've never hit one, but it's also true this is risky behavior. Uh, And I'm never going to back down from that. No, and you might be the one that it never hit. You know, my husband wore a helmet for years riding a bike, wore a helmet for years riding and he now he rides a bike really fast, 30, 40 miles an hour sometimes. And there was a two before on the side of the road and a car coming behind him. And he hit the two before and flew. And his helmet saved his life. You know why I know? The helmet was in like four pieces. Yeah. That's how, I mean, and you know what? He never had fallen before. Right. And he was like 60 when this happened. He'd been riding a bike like for, for 40, 100, no, I've for been 50 riding years. A bike He'd been riding a bike since he was six. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't wear a helmet all his life. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, sometimes my husband doesn't wear a helmet when he bikes. Yeah, I don't no, like it drives it. me crazy. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Okay, well, I like our pin rant. I, yeah. I, I'm glad that got and, recorded. And, you know, it's your risk. But you will see many stories where people say, I sewed for over pins for years, and then this happened. Yeah, I'm not – in fact, when the, when it comes up in the group, what will happen, in case you're not in the group, what will right. happen is someone shares a video of someone sewing over pins. And they're like, oh, Zidi and Mallory say not to do this. Or someone will be like, somebody says not to sew over pins, but I do it all the time. And, you know, I just don't even respond We don't anymore. even have to respond because somebody has a story they'll well, tell. Well, no, and I just yeah. don't. I'm not. I'm not getting into it. I've yeah. said my piece. Well, you know what, what I see happen though is other members in the group will no, say very right. they will say often say right. I sewed over pins for years and then this happened. Yes, you know I had a two hundred dollar injury to my sewing machine. Or yes, it flew up in my eye. Thank God I had my glasses on. I'll never do it again. Also, you know? okay, we talked about this. We have talked about this before, um, but some people will say like older machines inherently can sew over pins better than newer machines. This is not always true. Well, I know pair-wise, there, there's something. Yes, okay, there's mechani- something to a mechanical that. pen uh, or a mechanical machine, machine will slide over a pen a little bit easier than a computerized machine because a computerized machine, I know you guys don't want to hear this, usually has a better stitch than a mechanical machine because it's a computer stitch that is calculated right. and calibrated. Every time you turn on that machine. And, you know, I used to have people get a little angry when they'd be new to a computerized machine. And they'd come in and they'd say, this machine locked up on me. And it didn't lock up on them. Because it was smarter than them. Right. (laughs) It didn't lock up. I'd say, hey, what happened? And they'd say, well, it went, 
safety device activated. Right. And I'm like, that's not locking up. That's preventing damage. Right. So the machine felt the needle going onto something that it knew it couldn't penetrate. Right. Like maybe a piece of metal. Sometimes it's a pin. Sometimes it's a throat plate. Sometimes it's a bobbin case. Yes. And you all have bobbin cases, even if it's a drop-in bobbin. You all have bobbin cases. (laughs) All of you have bobbin cases. There is a bobbin case in there. unless you don't have a sewing machine. And (laughs) even though it says drop-in, you still have to thread it through the mechanism of the bobbin. You don't just drop it in. (laughs) All very true. Okay. So, um, yeah, then it will will activate, and it will be like, beep, beep, beep. No, I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to compromise my timing. I'm not going to... Uh, break a needle and send it flying into your eye, right. you know, is what this machine is telling That's right. you. Okay. So anyway, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad we got to rant so about it. So ha- now we're going to get a bunch of comments about pins. All right. That's all right, you guys. We take them right in our stride. That's right. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody else can think of anything or, or, or you know, I'd like to see in comments on this. Yes. Um, tell us your gory sewing <laughs> horror stories. Right. Okay. Uh, no, uh, we... We do want you to be safe in the sewing room. And sometimes this stuff is funny, but sometimes it's serious, well, too. And I will tell you, when you go to class and yeah. people are all bunched up sewing, be cautious of your neighbor. And what I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, don't invade their space. Don't put your rotary cutter down over by them and all that. But another thing is watch those people. Not everybody's going to be as safe as you are. That's very true. It's very true. Yeah. No, totally. Okay, well, you can find us on Instagram. We are ZD Sewing Studio, and you can uh, follow us there. You can email me at Mallory at SewHere.com, and we so appreciate you listening. So long, and so happy, and so safe. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.